Welcome Hello. to This Week in Marvel, episode number 261. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, and skulls. Mm-hmm. I brought that over because it's <laughs> Halloween time. Halloween! It's a spooktacular edition oh. of This Week in Marvel. I'm your host, Dracula. <laughs> oh, that's a great jacket. I'm the Wolfman. Oh, rest in peace, Wolfman. R.I.P. Right. Wolfman. Yeah. Uh, I, if you couldn't tell from my kissy sounds, I kissed my fingers and put them to the sky. Oh, that's what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm VP and Executive Editor Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Editorial Director of Digital Media, Ben Morris. I closed my eyes like I was trying to think of what was going on, but I knew it. I had it. You got it. And we have our intern, who hosted last week, back in the uh, producer's chair this week. How's it it feel to be bumped back down? Sniffles has no microphone, so we're not going to pretend like she's talking. She's she's stifling her own laughter. It's great. It's terrific. She was a hit last week. You should have seen her. You would have been so proud. Yeah? Yeah. Eh, I don't have a lot of pride in most other people. No, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, So, big episode this week. Huge episode. Literally... 94 comics yeah, to go through? Yeah, so many comics. More comics than I've ever read before in my life. I, I'll, I'll be straight up and honest with everybody. I have not had a chance to read all of them yep. because I went to the red carpet premiere of Marvel's Doctor Strange. So I was out of the office for most of last week and I got back to the office and it's just been a whirlwind. Last mm-hmm. night I saw Oh Hello, the Broadway smash hit. Which uh, is starring Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. Oh, cool. With their understudies are John Slattery and John Hamm. That's not bad. Um, that's, which, pr- that's pretty good. For the understudies didn't need to show up, so yeah. we didn't see them. Yeah. But uh, it was hilarious. That's great, yeah. man. I want to try and get them here because it's only five blocks away sure. from the office. Try to get them on the podcast would be fun. Really, really funny. I watched the uh, PBS special on Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton. good. Hamildoc. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I watched that. Did you, what did you think? Uh, I mean, I as a big fan of the show. As a Hamill fan? Yeah, as a Hamill fan uh, of the show and the cast recording, I enjoyed it. Very, very nice. Much. Yeah. Very nice. You know, I'd love to just sit here talking and BSing more, but frankly, if we oh, don't start- Oh, that's right. Start, I have yeah, a limited time. If we don't start getting these comics, you will not get out of here in time for your meeting. This so, is true. Let and me a flu s- shot today. Oh, you, I, I already- I'm, I'm not getting a flu shot. I got no? my biometric screen. Ooh. Yeah, I found out my BMI is too high for me to get benefits. That's your, like, body mass index, so I'm somehow overweight. Yeah. Yeah. Great. The, the big pharma, okay? <laughs> Great. Yeah. Don't get me started on our crappy health care because – I will uh, not. We don't have time for that. Yeah. It, we're paying, like, $1,000 in routine bills yeah. And we pay so much monthly. Ugh. It's terrible. Anyway, something that's not terrible, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number 10, the final issue of this series. It's a Civil War II tie-in. It's written by Mark Guggenheim. It's got art by Ario 
and Indito and Color Art by Rochelle Rosenberg. We've got Phil Coulson getting let out of his cage so he can go on a clandestine mission with Fitz and with Daisy. They're trying to take down General Walter Strakowski, who Fitz has been spying on. Unfortunately, he's got mandroids, so we get to see Quake go up against the mandroids. Meanwhile, back at the base, we've got Simmons, who has been rebuilt as a deathlock, and that's the only way to uh, cure what has been ailing her. Um, do they get her under control? Does Coulson take down the bad general? What does Agent Carter have to say about all of this? What's this cool final page spread that has this dude flying with his jetpacks? <laughs> it's all for you to discover in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number 10. Yeah. All right. On to all new, all different Avengers number 15. Uh, this is dope because this is a Civil War II tie-in, mm-hmm. but it's really a cool story. Uh, Very cool. The history of the Avengers and a focus on Thor. Also the final issue of all new, all different Avengers. That that as well. A lot of final issues this week. Yeah. Uh, so this is written by Mark Wade, art by Adam Kubert, colors by Paul Mound. So super cool. Um, Jane, you know, spoiler. Sorry, Thor. Oh, man, Thor goes to um, she goes to see Heimdall because she trusts Heimdall, and she's like, Heimdall, you've seen it all. You've done it all. You literally have the power to see it all. Uh, this is what I'm dealing with. With Civil War, you know, the Civil War going on with Iron Man, Captain America, predictive justice, all this stuff. What do I do? She says to him. And he's like, well, you know, I know you're Jane. And she's like, what? And he's like, come on. She's like, you're right. I get it. What Uh, am I doing here? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to hide it. But then he tells a story about young Thor uh, or a younger Thor. Mm -hmm. Not really young, because at that point he's still probably thousands of years old. Yeah, he's not like teenage Thor. Yeah. Teen Thor. Yeah. Young, a younger Thor. Thor. Teen Thor. In the earlier days of the Avengers, which I found really, there's a neat little thing in here where, uh, you know, in that rolling Marvel timeline, there's a mention of social media, and this is the early days of the Avengers. So you like the bit where Thor just smashes the table for no reason? Yeah, because that's very. That's so Thor. Yeah, that's that. That's you can have it. We have two TV shows: one called Teen Thor and one called That's So Thor, starring whole, Raven Simone as Thor. A whole Thor network. I am in one thousand percent. Yeah, a whole a whole Thor network. Yeah, and, and then that, the racists I'm, will come out and they'll be like, "What'd you do to my Thor?" Yeah, and we can have them on our news program. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to everything. Uh, so. Heimdall tells a story of the Avengers and them facing off with Doctor Doom. It's an early story for uh, all those characters, but it's really cool. And super bonus, this is done in um, – instead of doing the regular page formats, they're done in two-page spreads. Yep. But flip the book, Night Which was degrees. gorgeous. Yeah. It's by Adam Kubert. It was yeah. very uh, challenging to read on the train, <laughs> but it was very enriching and rewarding overall. Yeah. I, for those of you who read digitally, I'm not sure um, – how it'll go because you have to i mean you flip you wouldn't flip, even flip, flip it it was just your you might be a little bit smaller but really this is like dope this is really really cool this is the gorgeous stuff. art uh it's about that was a great doom yes adam kubert yeah up and comer oh my god and uh it, it does tie into seeing the future and all that stuff it's a great story of thor heimdall the avengers and a nice little capper to this wonderful story yep and that's going to be continued in avengers by mark wade and mike del mundo they got plenty of stuff to discuss there. Um, Captain America, Steve Rogers, number six, written by Nick Spencer. Guest art by Javier Pina. Great get. Uh, color art by Rochelle Rosenberg. We've got two dueling narratives going on here. First of all, we have the past. We have when Steve Rogers was an adorable little kid. Look at how adorable he is in this picture. 
Just, just, just precious. Yeah. Big old eyes. Getting ready Big to, old head to you getting know. ready to be indoctrinated into uh, Hydra philosophy. Yeah. What a so, cutie. We get Steve, um, Steve's past. His past as a child where he's trying to fit in as Hydra. His rewritten past. So we're seeing kind of the new uh, maturation of Steve Rogers and how it actually went. Meanwhile, in the present day, something has happened that we're going to talk about when we talk about Civil War II number 6. And we basically get what took place in Civil War II number 6 from Steve's perspective. We get him going back and having a really interesting conversation with Tony Stark. Everything Cap does because he's all hydrated out. I, you know, I just don't know what he's doing. Like he has a really earnest conversation with Tony, and I'm like, well, I guess he's still the same old Cap. Then there's a twist at the very end What's a twist? where you're like, he's not the same old Cap. Uh, we have Steve's friends trying to figure out what they're going to do. They're all looking for a certain somebody. Steve meets up with Kraken in the past great hydra character from secret warriors what's cracking with cracking another show um, on our network there you go keep on up mandy you're writing these down right wait is um, she now a man mandy is that is that now what we're doing i just said amanda oh i thought you said mandy she, didn't we all used to have an intern named mandy we did mandy tagaguchi she sure. got into veterinarian school i wrote her a record letter Aww. of recommendation so she sent me some candy as a thank you i didn't get any of that candy you didn't write any letter of recommendation i'm straight i don't all right so anyways finishing up here uh captain america makes a decision on how he's going to handle the civil war ii situation and it's all a situation with the situation from jersey shore what was his his tagline yo 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 on the situation yeah believe that mandy it. what do you say you got nothing, do you? Okay, great. On to Civil War no, 2, number 6, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by uh, Dave Marquez, with colors by Justin Ponsor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, another gorgeous issue. Uh, so gorgeous. Whoa. You just got... I know. You I was trying to, blow, trying to blow Amanda's ears out. Yeah. Uh, so no? this really... This is the aftermath of the revelation that happened in number 5 with Miles, with Steve Rogers, mm -hmm. with the possibility... The possibility of this future coming to pass with Miles doing things, doing stuff. We're step. We're gonna step around it a little bit. Uh, but this oh, you're is fine saying Jane, but now you're being I careful. Know. I know. Wow. Because uh, that's old news. That's old news. I mean, for some. Anyway, uh, this is a digital age. People might be just catching up with that now. You're just catching up with that now. That's fair. Uh, in this issue, there's a lot of the characters talking and really like a lot of heartfelt stuff in here. A lot of perspectives. This is what I love. This is like jamming on bendis this is yep. bendis like giving you that emotional outpouring the different sides the different perspectives really like meaty juicy great discussions the banter all that stuff i love it that's what great. i love about it's some good stuff some bendis. man bendis knows what he's doing uh and there's some there's also some really great silent stuff in mm -hmm. here of reflection and just figuring out what the hell is going on for these characters mm -hmm. which is important because this is a whole lot of big deal going on yeah. um we're gonna leave a lot of it out of it but uh, you should definitely check it out. It's the big one. Turning our attention to Deadpool number 21, a.k.a. the 84-page giant edition of Deadpool, we've got a lead story by Jerry Duggan and Matteo Lolli in which Deadpool is trying to track down Madcap. It gives you a little bit of Madcap's history. says why he's so creepy. Deadpool goes to visit with Preston. Uh, she's not happy with him. No one seems to be happy with Deadpool. He's at a really low place, so he's decided that he needs to find Madcap. He needs to do something. He needs to close some door in his life. And then he finds Madcap at a zoo, 
but Madcap is working a bunch of people. He's using mind control to basically make them do horrible things. So he's Deadpool's got to struggle with his own morality. And then he does finally run into Madcap at the end. Madcap's just become a great, like arch nemesis for Deadpool. Um, As Deadpool says, he's like, we basically were cut from the same kind of crazy. So it's Deadpool trying to do, trying to deal with a darker version of himself. And he has not had much success so far. Meanwhile, in the back of this book, we've got Much Ado About Deadpool, a five-act play or comic written by Ian Dosher with art by Bruno Oliveira. It's basically Deadpool spoofing like four different Shakespeare plays. Billy Shakes? Yeah, Billy Shakes gets yeah. it. He goes, or was it Christopher Marlowe? Y'all, oh, y'all heard about uh, that news uh, this week? What? Yeah, no, that they topical officially uh, said that Christopher Marlowe co-wrote three of those. No uh, kidding. Three of those plays. I don't. I didn't don't know which ones. Dig in to see which ones. I mean, what they cover here is he does a little Hamlet. He does a little Macbeth. Does a little Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. He does a little King Lear. Demolition Man. That's a uh, that's no a Shakespeare. De- no Demolition Man in this one. What about Rocky Two? Um, uh, Rocky Two. Oh, he does. No, no, he doesn't do Rocky Two. Uh, there's some Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Cliffhanger? Does he do Cliffhanger? Because that's a big uh, There is a Cliffhanger. Oh. It does end with a Cliffhanger. Um, so it's very, it's it's different. Mm-hmm. If you guys are Shakespeare fans, you're going to want to check this out. Because, yeah. you know, it's Deadpool and Shakespeare. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. All right. On to Deadpool. Nope. Doctor Strange and the Sorcerers, Sorcerers Supreme. This was cool. Number Very one. Cool this is super awesome. Yeah. Uh, so it's written by Robbie Thompson, who I adore professionally and personally. Yes. I think he's a sweetheart. I've not gotten to spend enough time with him personally. I only get to spend time with him really at panels, mm-hmm. and I just it makes me happy he having loves him what on he does panels so much. And not only that, uh, sorry, continue. Yeah, pencils by Javier Rodriguez, inks by Alvaro Lopez, colors by Jordi Belair. Uh, so not only is it a great book with a great writer it's got some of the top notchest art out there the top notchiest art you're gonna find you better believe it so this is you know following all the events that have been going on in the main doctor strange book which you should definitely be reading but you don't need to because it it gives you what you need to know if you're diving nicely yep you know that magic is all uh foobard Mm -hmm. right now doctor strange is at his lowest power levels he's trying to rebuild uh the world of magic on earth while still having to fight all the magic problems that he needs to. So right up front, we get to have him fight uh, Quiven the male- Malevolent. Yeah. Who's this cool, weird thing. He's the thing. worst. I like him. He's so he's, malevolent. He's got tentacles and teeth that are everywhere and yeah, these weird the, eyes. Yeah, the malevolence. Yeah. Uh, so Doctor Strange has to fight him, but it's it, there's some really funny stuff in... Like, in the context, when you look at the real world, this woman who's just, like, sees Doctor Strange being... Looks around. like he's dancing. Yeah. Looks it's, like he's break dancing. It's totally great. Then Doctor Strange is uh, visited by a, an old friend of his. An old pal. Merlin. <laughs> uh, and then there's this amazing two-page spread. Do you remember when Merlin used to show up in the X-Men nope. books? And they spelled it M-E-R-L-Y-N because it was the X-Men. Was he a feminist? No. Oh. Why? That would have been cool. Use a Y instead of an I. Oh. I don't know. Or an E. Yeah. Or an O. I don't know. I don't Use know. a Y. Yeah. That's the thing I've seen. Anyway, uh, yeah, Merlin. So he comes in here with all his beard and all his magic, and he's like, oh, Doctor Strange, you're you're crap right now, but I still need you. You have Javier Rodriguez doing, like, his best Ditko here, just making, like, this crazy dimension that Strange and Merlin have to walk through in order to get to where they're going. Yeah, I, I think this is a full 
artist team really on fire here because yes. you have Javier with the pencils and Alvaro on the inks, but Jordy coming in and laying all over this like this amazing palette. Especially there's a part of it where the color there's parts of it where the colors are shifted, so mm-hmm. it's not fully lined up, and it's a very cool, very trippy effect. It's like when you look at 3D art without the 3D glasses on. Mm. Sometimes it, it has this amazing effect on it. But uh, Merlin pulls in Doctor Strange through time because there's a very special uh, problem that they have to deal with. And it ties into the main Doctor Strange book. But it brings in Sorcerer's Supreme from different times and places, uh, which leads you to int- getting introductions to these new characters uh, plus some old characters who have had things happen to them or not happen to them. There's a lot of time travel, a lot of spatial good stuff. description. You know what I mean? It was dynamite. Yeah. Uh, but they have to face this thing called the Forgotten, which Ooh. is an amazing Javier Rodriguez design. Yep. Like, he does these cool creatures in all the stuff you've seen him do. Uh, if you've been a reader of Spider-Woman and all these other books, he's got this look to the to the things he draws. And it's beautiful. It's awesome. There's a big fight. There's uh, some sadness, but there's also a big mission ahead for the Sorcerer's Supreme. And that's not all the Doctor Strange we've got for you this week. Uh-uh. We've also got Doctor Strange, Mystic Apprentice, number one, written by Will Corona Pilgrim. Art by Andrea DeVito. Colors by Laura Villari. It's telling a tale of Doctor Strange, I believe, in the MCU continuity. Um, based um, on... Inspired by? Because there's, no, there's, no there's no official, no official thing, But it's definitely inspired by. Yes, the definitely. take we get on Wong is very much MCU. Uh, we get, a, I think, a new character uh, who looks like Mark Basso, who edited this. Where am I getting <laughs> to it? You got to see it. Yeah. Basso. Oh it's my gosh. Definitely Mark Basso. Wow. I love it. Wow. Um, this whole story is about Doctor Strange trying to learn to astrally project himself and having some frustrations, but eventually learn how to do it. Then you got a reprint of the origin of Doctor Strange and also nice. of his first appearance. Sweet. Extraordinary X Men number 15, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Victor Abinez, who had some help with, from Guillermo Mogoron in the layouts and J. David Ramos in the colors. We've got a few things going on. Ilyana and Storm are trying to get back to their dimension, or back to Limbo, rather, so they can defend the realm against Sapna, who has been possessed by this world-eater creature. Then we've got other X-Men capturing Colossus and putting him next to Apocalypse, so Apocalypse can be all like, don't worry, my horsemen. Now that we are together, all will be fine. Do they make out? Uh, they come close to making out. Uh, um, I want to see that. There's a lot of Ilyana and Storm's journey through the dimensions. They meet some other people who have been victimized by this horrible creature. Oh, look at then, that thing. That thing is yeah. gross. Then this horrible creature comes back to Exhaven, so it's up to the X-Men to stop her. Um, we got Cerebra up in there. We got demons up in there. We got all the students up in there. I mean, they're they're giving it their all. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Giving it their all. Do, 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 do. Yeah. On to Guardians of the Galaxy number 13. This is a Civil War II tie-in. Really, sort of at the end of Civil War II, they yeah. dance around the ending, so it doesn't spoil much. But it, you know that Civil War II is kind of Over. finished. Uh, this is the aftermath. Crazy stuff has happened. Some things are destroyed. The Guardians are here on Earth. And what I are they going to You kind of went Dracula there for a second. You're like, some things were destroyed. Oh, and then Gamora, <laughs> she's like, oh, Thanos is there. Yeah. You know, just like that. Uh, Gamora finds it, figures out that Thanos is being held on Earth, and she is pissed. She is ready to and kill. She's super mad. Yeah, she's ready to kill, and then she finds out that her friends have been keeping this secret from her. Well, Star Lord and Carol. She's and she Carol. traveled with Carol yeah, for a while, 
Well, definitely Star Lord and definitely the rest, Carol. The rest of the group did not know. They're just a surprise, and some of them Kitty are knew. pissed as well. Kitty, Kitty knew. did know. Kitty knew. Oh, Kitty. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a big fight between two of our favorites in here. Uh, there's a great moment in here for for Captain Marvel. There's uh, some stuff, some really intense stuff for Gamora. But by the end of this, the the Guardians they're kind of a bad place. Yeah, the team is a little bit fractured. Not great, very fractured. Yeah. Um, uh, then we've got the guidebook to Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel's Agents of Shield season two, and Marvel's Agent Carter season one. So this is both of those are in the same. Big issue. Uh, both, you know, you flip it around. You got one and the other. Both covers by Marcos Martin, which are gorgeous. Mm-hmm, uh, I posted this on Twitter, and then Chloe Bennett was like, "I want one. Where do I get one?" So I have to send her this copy. That's going to her. That's going to her. Okay, um, which is fine. We, we like it, but this is one of the ham- the guidebooks, so you get to learn about what happened in season one. You get some catch up on all the various characters, uh, but you also get to uh, see how they connect to the comics, which I think is one of my favorite things about. Yeah, all this that's stuff. the coolest thing in the guidebooks for me is they do the side by side comparisons of the movies and the comics and you can see the changes that were made you can see the things that stayed the same it's really cool yeah there's like the rocks on little bit that's in here um you get the comics version has their like one of their guys with the serpent crown hugh something Uh, who's his first name yeah corrupt hugh jones boom yeah still got it you did it uh so it's great you definitely want these if you like the guidebooks if you like information if you like reading if you like comics if you like information then yes for yeah, sure totally marvel Sum Sum number three which is called Sum's day oh, oh written by jacob chewa art by david baldion inks by terry pallet and scott Hanna, colors by jim campbell Unfortunately, our young heroes have been found out by their mother, uh, the kids who have been gathering as superheroes to try to work with the heroic Zoom Zooms. They have been grounded. Looter is going wild. He's got villainous Zoom Zooms working for him. You could say Looter Mania is running wild. Looter Mania is running wild hmm. right here. The collector shows up and gets a vase, a vase thrown at his face. Uh, the kids decide to go out and look for their missing buddy. Uh, we get more villainous Zoom Zooms, we get Crossbones, we get Venom, we get the heroic Zoom Zooms coming up to save the day. We find out how many times I can say Zoom Zoom in the course of reviewing a single comic. Looter, things do not work out as he likes, and a big, big arch supervillain comes in at the end to take control of the villain Zoom Zooms. Yeah! Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man vs. Sinister Six, number four. It's an epic Spidey versus Spidey showdown. Miles Morales against Peter Parker from the episode Iron Vulture. Written by Jacob Saman. Directed by Young Ki-Yoon. And adapted by Joe Caramagna. You're still up. I know. I'm just catching my breath before I talk about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, number 12. Written by Amy Reeder and Brandon Montclair. Art by Natasha Bustos, uh, colors by Tamara Bonvillain. This was an awesome issue. You got This should be one of the first ones you go back and read. It's um, the penultimate chapter of Cosmic Cooties. Um, it's the <laughs> confrontation between Lunella and Kid Cree, who has now admitted that he's in love with her. It's amazing. Lunella shines in this book so much. She's such a fun character. Uh, they have such a good time with her. And this kid's crush on her is adorable. Uh, Devil Dinosaur just like bursting in in the middle of it and Lunella being like leave him alone leave him alone he's just you know confessing his love for me and they uh, 
They go to the Lego League together, and then the Kree show up. There's a Kree invasion, and Lunella gets to use her power, which is a terrible power, which is transferring with Devil Dinosaur. She gets to get some use out of it, fighting the Kree. I would love that power. I know. Real talk. I know you. But she also has a Triceratops that she built out of Legos that comes into play. Um, So it's two dinosaurs against a bunch of Kree guys. Kid Kree, who's just this great, like, emo kid. Who's just like, but but father, you don't understand my feelings. Um, it's awesome. A lot of Legos get smashed up. Totally awesome. Hulk shows up at the end. Uh, and this is actually the final chapter of Cosmic Cooties, not the second to final chapter of Cosmic Cooties. We're, we're writing it as we go, you know? You know? Just flying by the seat of our pants. No pants. Great, great issue of Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur. Nice. All right. On to Ms. Marvel number one. Nope. Number 12. I, you know yep. what? They fooled you. They f- they fooled you. Fooled me once and you fooled me twice. Shame uh, on you. Shame on everyone. Right. Ms. Marvel number 12. You can, it has the big number one on the top because one it's the start now. of, you know, like the Marvel it's Now. The start of actually. a new story arc set in Marvel Now. Yeah. This isn't even the start of a story arc. It's just a one and done and the start yeah. of like the new sort of vibe for the book. Yep. Um, so this is written by uh, Chibilla Wilson. Art by Mirka Andolfo with colors by Ian Herring. Mirka, amazing. Fits mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. in with the tone of the book. Uh, really, really beautiful. Has that um, just all the right vibes. That little bit of manga, a little bit of quirkiness that we've loved out of Ms. Marvel. Uh, so Kamala needs to get out of Jersey City. She's going to spend a month in Karachi with mm-hmm. her family. Uh, on the way there, she sees... Uh, you know where I was hoping she would go? Where? To Uganda. Oh, where we would finally have the Kamala Kamala crossover I've been waiting for. All five people who get that are yes. really into that yep. that joke right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's we no joke. <laughs> we get to see uh, Bruno making his way out of Jersey City. Mm. He's going to Wakanda. There's Heartbreak. those yeah, those those sad looks that there's some emo business Long, right there. Very emo. Yeah. So, this is a week of emo here at this week in Marvel. This totally. week in emo. Uh, but after 21 hours, uh, Kamala finally gets to Karachi. She sees her family and it's awesome. She sees, you know, like where she spent some time as a youngster and her mm-hmm. family where her, you know, she gets to spend time where her mother grew up and all this other cool stuff. Uh, but it leads her feeling like an outsider. She doesn't feel fully, uh, at home when she's at home. At either place. In either place. And so, so she said, she says, I'm too Muslim to fit in in America and I'm too American to fit in back home. Yep. Uh, but she still has all the cool stuff with her family. She meets someone who is not related to her, but is living in the house because they have this giant place yep. with a, like a very extended family. Basically. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's really cool, really sweet. I like how they explain that too. It's basically like her grandmother and grandfather grew up in this one room in the apartment. And then as they had kids and relatives, yeah. they just kept buying out rooms of the apartment building. That's what you do. So now it's just theirs. That's the dream. That is the dream. Yeah. I wish I still had an apartment. <laughs> I wish I had a house. Oh man. <laughs> you don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> uh, so we've got, a uh we've got her uh kamala sees that there's some bad business going on and she thinks this city needs a superhero she goes to try to get involved and save the day and there's already a superhero who's taking care of some of the stuff and he's like hey this hey. situation is a little bit bigger than you think this is what's going on. It's a little on. more nuanced, yeah. if you will. It's, yeah, it's like complicated. Yeah. And so they have a talk. And, but by the end, Kamala feels a little bit better. She's uh, she's going to get ready to go home. Yep. A little bit refreshed. A little bit more perspective. It's ready great. take on what Jersey City has to offer. Yeah. Uh, we have a backup story in this yes. one. Called a Red Widow story called Red The Last Widow. Opus. 
Uh, written by Margaret Stoll with art by Ray Anthony Haidt yep. and Dona Sanchez Armada. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, if you have been reading Margaret's uh, novel, she does these great young, uh, young, uh, young adult, young adult. Thank you. I was like, Young Avengers? No, yeah. Young. Uh, whatever. X Men. These these young adult novels. Uh, these Black Widow books. The new one is called Red Vengeance. It just came out. Yeah. Uh, if you want one, I've got two on my desk. I think I have a copy. Not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. Uh, Then you're gonna have to figure out how to get this to them. You guys, if you want the copy of it, and you can figure out a way for me to get it to you, it's yours. (laughs) One that doesn't inconvenience me in any way. Great. You can inconvenience Amanda if you would like. Sounds like a perfect solution. situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this Red Widow story, you know, ties into uh, the Red Vengeance and the character. She's awesome. Um, you Read it. Check it out. It's really cool. And it's a great gateway to the novels. Somehow you got two in a row on this week, which yeah. is surprising given uh, how many books I'm, I'm tackling. I know. But I, know. I, I guess I'll just sit here and soak it up. Soak it up. It's one of my favorite books of the week, too. I know. So good. New New Avengers. Uh. <laughs> New Avengers, number 17, written by Al Ewing, art by Paco Medina, co- inks by Juan Vlasco, colors by Jesus Arbrita with Dono Sanchez Almada. Uh, it's AIM versus S.H.I.E.L.D. Part 6. It's so smart. The twists and turns oh, are so, so calculated. Good. One, uh, Al is great. He's insane. He's nuts. He does these ridiculously great stories with like layers upon layers of fun stuff. He he does that great like really complicated, crazy, wild comic book storytelling yes. while still making it super fun and funny. I believe it's called Hickman Addicts. <laughs> yeah it's the study is the study of funny yet complex storylines. Yes, it's great. Um, but it's also gorgeous like there's this for the first story page in here uh shows what happened to maker aka ultimate reed richards through part of uh secret the wars. end of secret wars and it's got him cut into these pieces and it's really weird yeah. but it is beautiful we it's... don't appreciate paco medina and juan velasco enough and then the next page is maker and all different versions with mm-hmm. eternity and chains and it's just Page after page of beautiful, beautiful art. Uh, and you figure out, you know, Maker, he's kidnapped the president. But what? A twist? It's not the president. And you've got the uh, the new Avengers facing off against uh, the, re- the remnants of the Avengers as I well. love the Avengers. I know. As well as uh, John Garrett, that jerk face John Garrett. Such a jerk. John Garrett is one of the least likable villains we have. And I think... He's not even technically a villain, I don't think. Well, he's definitely a villain. He's a bad dude. He's definitely a villain. But he also, he like takes the cake by going racist against mutants yep. at this point where he like just because why not yeah he's, he, he talks about in. like killing he's like dump the muties body in a graveyard or something like he's, that he's, or, he's up there with the red skull well and swarm. Uh, let's not get the like, two he's, he's you not like quite go, nazi level I know, that's what i'm saying i'm like here are two nazi villains he's there no, that's how far you go i don't think and he's... mephisto who's the devil <laughs> yeah he's in there real talk i feel like red skull and swarm are worse than mephisto <sighs> Yeah, the no. de- that's just that's but just he, me. And he's the devil. Yeah, I guys, know. guys, real talk. <laughs> Mephisto is the devil. This is remember when Mephisto real talk with Ryan and Ben. Remember when Mephisto was a beloved supporting character in yes, New Mutants? I was. Thinking I about want that more movie. of that. I yeah, was, as we're reading uh, Torment and Triumph. Torment and Triumph. I all I could think about was him on his date with Magma. Yeah, and those were great oh, issues. So good. Anyway, back to New Avengers. Uh, you've got John Garrett, who's this racist mf'er, and he's got he's been enslaving um, Dum Dum Dugan and all his duplicates. And you've got there's a huge Dum Dum yeah. revelation. And this is from Al, who gave us the original 
huge Dum Dum Dugan revelation. Yeah. He doubles down on it yeah. and gives another huge Dum Dum Dugan revelation. He likes it's bananas. He's like Lego my Echo, homie. Yeah. You know? Says uh, it. Lego. And then we've also got also a good revelation for Sunspot. God, Sunspot is so cool in this issue. This book is so friggin' good. Yeah. How are you not reading it? You better be reading it. It's yeah. so good. It's so it's fun. only got one issue left. I don't care. Yeah, but you then don't... it's then it's turning into U.S. Avengers. You, there's USA. 17... <laughs> USA. There's 17 issues you can yeah, read. They're so it's good. so good. Speaking of books that are very good coming to an end, Nighthawk number six, oh. written by David F. Walker, art by Ramon Villalobos, color art by Tamara Bonvillain. We have Nighthawk uh, finally tracking down the guy who's been kind of at the head of all the corruption and whatnot in the police force and some of the racist going ons. Uh, we've got Nighthawk and his, uh, his assistant Tilda, uh, their, their dialogue is just, it's great stuff. David Walker is so good at dialogue. We really get some social issues dealt with here. And, um, Nighthawk has to come down between two villains because he finds the guy who's been the mastermind of all this thing, but he also finds the Revelator, who's already got him, and is ready to deliver his own brand of justice. They're at a construction site. Uh, it gets very bloody. It gets very nasty. Um, and there's this great uh, this what? grid page of Ramon de Lobos just going to town, the final battle between Nighthawk and Revelator. 32 panel extravaganza. It's amazing. It, uh, it's so good. And then uh, Nighthawk's final, final uh, bow here is just something to be said. These six issues of Nighthawk were really good. I got to say, the six issues of Nighthawk, and I believe it was six issues of Hyperion, uh, just great reading if you're enjoying Squadron Supreme totally. already and are looking for more. Yeah. Uh I got to go back to New Avengers for a Please. second because you're talking about Hyperion and Nighthawk, who um, they were alternate universe characters mm-hmm. originally. Yeah. In New Avengers, there are these alternate universe. Is it New Avengers or it's Ultimates? Maybe it's Ultimates. We'll get to it later. There's some. There's some thing I needed to ask you about. Okay. All right. I'll, I'm That's fine. here to deal with it. Yeah. Um, over in Podameron, number seven, written by Charles Soule, art by guest artist Enuel Unzeta, who does a great job. Colors by Frank Diarmada. Uh, Podameron meets up with an old friend from the Navy who is now she's become a reporter. And she claims she has something that's going to blow everything wide open on the First Order. The two of them have to evade the First Order. They use this cool thing called, I think it was a, it's a Sunstorm Glider or something. Um, I almost said or some. But <laughs> uh, Podameron figures out how to fly it. He has a, he has a great uh, line where he says, if it's got an engine and two wings, I can fly it. And she goes, well, this has sails and wind. Yeah, and then he gyrates his hips. He goes, hey, hey, it's me, a poor Dameron. Um, <laughs> he just got super stereotypically bad Italian. <laughs> uh, they run They run into the First Order, like I mentioned. Uh, she has a big secret that she's keeping. Will this secret end up destroying them? She has, And she has a bunch of cool surprises. This is a really cool character who debuts here and uh, helps him take on the First Order. Uh, then they get to where... Uh, Leia and her crew are set up and the uh, the old friend has to make a big decision. Dun, dun, dun. Speaking of decisions, we've got Prowler number one, written by Sean Ryan. Beautiful art by Jamal Campbell. Uh, uh, I want to find the credits here. What is happening the on the pages? Javier Soteras did the layouts on these. Jamal Campbell does the art and then he, he does it all. He does the pencils, the inks, the colors. It's amazing. I am stunned. Yeah, Those are this. gorgeous. Look how good this looks. Um, it's, uh, it's, 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 the colors are so vibrant. 
The figures are so great. Prowler, of course, has been brought back to life by New You. So he's working with the Jackal. That means he's on the side of some villains. He's got to tangle with them. He was murdered by New You. True. He was murdered by New You and now brought back as a subservient. Okay. That um, sounds really bad. It's not great. Uh, he's justifying it, though. He's working willingly with the Jackal. The Jackal has interesting ideas and uh, Prowler is willing to go along with them. We got some Madam Web in this issue. Yeah, yeah. We've got female Electro in this issue. We've got Prowler kind of reliving his past, talking about how he's never really been able to commit to an identity. He tried to go straight for a little while. Is that Silver Sable in the Wild Pack? Uh, it's Silver Sable, but not the Wild Pack. Uh, it was a group that Prowler joined with her, Sandman, Puma, and uh, Will-O-Wisp and Rocket Racer. They had their own team for a little while. Essentially, the dream what, team. What the Avengers yeah. should have what been. What the Avengers aspire to. Yeah. Uh, Prowler's got to break into somewhere here, so he gets to do a little Ocean's Eleven y stuff. And um, he gets caught in a trap by a mystery woman who is not revealed at the end of this issue. Hopefully, we'll find out who she is next issue. Dun, dun, dun. Silver Surfer number seven, written by Dan Slott, art by Mike Allred, colors by Laura Allred. After all that's gone down on Earth, Dawn Greenwood decides she wants to go back out into space and she wants the Surfer to take her to some place crazy and dangerous. But instead of doing that, Surfer wants to keep her safe. So first, he brings her to a bouncy planet. Then he brings her to a planet with kittens, puppies, and little rabbits. And I want all to go there one. right now. Then she goes to a ball pit. Then she realizes she's playing with kids, and she goes, oh, my God, you're just taking me to safe places. He goes, I don't want to go anywhere dangerous with you. You've, you've been through so much. Um, and Dawn is insistent. She goes, I want to go somewhere dangerous. And Silver Surfer goes, fine. He takes her to the biggest casino in the galaxy, the Casino Cosmico, where everything is for uh, gamble. Mephisto, our boy, gets a great thing here where <laughs> He challenges this guy to a fiddle-off, as, as, like, as, as the devil does when he comes down to Georgia. Uh, and then he finds out that he's all like, sorry, friend, you haven't got a prayer. Then the guy he's playing against is uh, has eight arms and four fiddles, so he wins. He wins Mephisto's golden fiddle. Uh, Silver Surfer becomes the gold surfer for a little while because he wins stuff. Dawn is gambling. Is that the Grandmaster? That's the Grandmaster who's in charge of all this. The Grandmaster. There's this thing where she gambles with someone and gets like one of their memories. It's all nuts. It's all crazy Dan Slottian. Uh, and her dresses have like things. Kirby Crackle. Yeah, her, her dress has a Kirby Crackle. She talks about being a Disney princess. At one point, Dawn loses the ability to see the color red. You know what? Uh, How'd that hit you? Yeah, that was real. Right? That was real. Yeah. I just noticed now that her, I noticed that her dress wasn't red, but her lipstick is also, goes all white and yeah. crazy. Um, and they have to, the surfer and Dawn have to basically think their way out of a situation that the Grandmaster puts them in. And then they go on to another adventure that's going to bridge over into the next issue of this awesome series. Another awesome series, Spider-Man Deadpool number 10, written by Joe Kelly, art by Ed McGuinness. Mark Morales, Live Save, Jay Liston, and Ed McGinnis ink it. Jason Keith colors it. There's a new villain called Itsy Bitsy, uh, named so by Spider-Man, not encouraged by Deadpool. They bring in uh, Patient Zero, who's been trying to mess with them this whole time. Right as Patient Zero is about to reveal his identity and who he really is, something happens so that he can't do it. Itsy Bitsy shows up. She's got six arms. She's got some of Deadpool's healing factor. Turns out she's a clonish thing made uh, from Deadpool and Spider-Man. Calls them both daddy. It's confusing. Uh, there's all, there's so much to unpack here. Well, there's more to unpack because Deadpool is sexually attracted to her, despite the nope. fact that she calls him daddy. And he says it's very uncomfortable. Joe Kelly's messed up. Yep. They have I a, love him. They have, 
He's, great, he's messed up. They have a great fight. Uh, Spidey and Deadpool get in a lot of trouble. Uh, this is all taking place in Deadpool's bachelor pad where all his stuff is. And throughout it, all of Deadpool's stuff is getting destroyed, which he does not care for. Um, and then everyone dies. And next, and next issue is going to be a guest spot by Penn and Teller. Seriously. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it just ends with it ends with horrible destruction. I love there it. There we go. I love that book. It's it's you, finally. No. Punisher. No, it's not. Punisher? Star Wars is before Punisher because Punisher is the Punisher. Okay. Well, go that That's way. That's what's on the That's list. Fine. That's fine. Punisher, in theory, should have been after Prowler before Silver Surfer. Who who makes the rules? You who makes or the, the paper? The paper is making the rules. <laughs> we are following the rules of the paper. Right. Anyway, Star Wars number 24, written by Jason Aaron, art by Jorge Molina, colors by Matt Mila, and uh, things are not going well nope. for the Rebels. Sorry, guys. They've stolen a Star Destroyer. And they are rolling through space, but last issue we saw that uh, some help that they were hoping for has been uh, sabotaged, and there was a dead admiral strapped to the outside of a ship, which was probably a message that says, you're screwed. Yeah, get away. Yeah. Um, Bad things ahead. Uh, what we find out is that the uh, group of really badass stormtroopers led by Sergeant Creel, they've shown up on the Star Destroyer. They're tracking the Rebels, and they are ready to take them down. Uh, the Rebels are already in a really tough situation because, again, the Star Destroyer is pretty messed up. They're just trying to take it to, what is it, Tarine? Uh, Tureen seven uh, to try to Not help Tureen six because oh we don't we don't talk we about don't, we don't talk about Tureen six yeah uh, they're taking a Tureen seven to try to help out some rebels that are in a bad spot there and they're just sort of flying by the seat of their pants Han is piloting the star destroyer uh, Luke and Sana are rolling through the ship trying to help out where they can Chewie is trying to fix things three uh, PO uh, and R two are bickering and being awesome uh there's a lightsaber fight there's jetpacks and kicking and punching uh and then we find out who the stormtroopers are working for it is awesome i love this series so much but uh it seems like terrible danger for our horrible horrible danger all right now let's go to the punisher annual number one written by jerry conway who created the punisher co-created the punisher art by felix ruiz colors by lee lorridge it's a halloween tint as the punisher is out on the town in detroit uh doing what the punisher does great like bill sinkevich-esque art by felix ruiz really gets all scratchy and weird shapes and stuff going on punisher being tracked by this guy who is working the same case that punisher is seemingly doing uh he's trying to track down the man who killed his father he goes to a ball he goes to the streets and eventually it comes down to the puncher and this guy both having a bead on the man who killed the the guy's father he's a cop uh there's a lot about his kind of legacy and his pride and punisher gets to play a very interesting role that he normally doesn't hear in terms of kind of showing like you know this is what i'm built for this is what you're built for let's do our things and it ties in it doesn't tie in directly to the ongoing Punisher series, but it's kind of it's a nice little flavor. And getting to see Jerry write Punisher is always a good time. Totally awesome Hulk number eleven, written by Greg Pak, art by Mahmoud Azrar, colors by Nolan Woodard. This is a Civil War II tie-in. We've got the conclusion of the Totally Awesome Hulk against Black Panther in Hulkbuster armor oh, fights. So cool! Uh, very cool art by Mahmoud Azrar showing this off. Then. Totally awesome. Hulk hoofs it down to Texas where Maddie has run into a new monster, a monster that's trying to absorb negative emotions or heightened emotions. So he's trying to get fear 
pride, guilt, whatever he can get his hands on. Amadeus wades into the situation, thinks he's got everything under control. He is sadly mistaken, and his hubris, his hubris, I say, will cost all dearly. Departed. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, all right, on to Ultimates number 12, or The Ultimates number 12, uh, written by Al Ewing, art by uh, Christian... No, Christian Ward. Yeah, Christian Ward. By Christian Ward. Yeah, Good yeah, stuff. just Christian Ward. Um, this is a bonkers gorgeous issue. Mm-hmm. Christian Ward is crazy. Uh, we get to see a lot of cool stuff with Connor Sims, the anti-man, and he gets maybe saved by an unlikely... Sourced. I love Christian Ward's art. It's so bananas. It's so different than anything I've ever seen. It reminds me of Mike Del Mundo uh, when Mike yeah. does sequential stuff. Yes, very just much. in the sense that it breaks all the rules and changes the boundaries and goes in places that you didn't expect mm-hmm. and is vibrant and colorful and very fluid, wild and yeah. fluid. It's good stuff, and it's it's beautiful. It's utterly beautiful. Um, but this is hey the Ultimates. They're breaking up. Sorry, guys. Yep. Sorry, Ultimates fans. Aftermath of Civil War Ultimate 2. Ultimate fans. Um, we get to see all the various members of the Ultimates and what they're going to do now. There's a really great bit with uh, Miss America Chavez and uh, Carol Danvers. They sort of go down a path and you get to really see why America was so against Carol's America stance. the character, not America the country. Yes. America the country was split down the middle on Carol's stance. Right. Uh, why America the character was so against Carol, yeah. uh, and it really makes a lot of sense. And there's some great stuff. Their friendship is dope. Uh, but by the end, we get you to... You know what? Friendship is dope. It is. Yeah. Let's have t-shirts. That yeah. We should get say, this way to Marvel t-shirts and say, friendship, friendship is dope. dope. Manda. And then it should be... Oh, my God. It should be... Uh, America and oh, the, when they're holding Carol, hands there. Like them. Oh, if we had more this week in Marvel merchandise, and by that I mean any this week in Marvel merchandise, this would be a good place. Write to this start. down. What? How are literally, you not writing anything down, Amanda? Amanda? Write this down because I'm not, not going to remember. She has not taken a single note this entire time. I know. Ugh. Write this down because I'm going to want to revisit this and Please. talk to uh, a couple of our partners. Friendship and see is we... dope. Yes. Anyway, uh, we're going to get back to this. So uh, by the end, we get to see ah. this new team. Uh, this New being the key group word of there. troubleshooters, mm-hmm. and I will just say um, this is this is the beginning of Ultimate Squared. You know, Ultimate Squared, Ultimates Two. Uh, that's where we're going to go after this. So don't worry, we're going to get more Ultimates. It's going to be gorgeous and cool. Who's on the new team? Who's on the new? Um, uh, Travel Foreman. Travel is doing Foreman's art. doing the art. He does the cover art. He's doing the inside art. Yeah. But one of the things that I always love at the end of Ultimates issues is they give additional reading, things mm-hmm. you can read uh, to learn more about some of the characters and things in the issue mm-hmm. um, on Marvel Unlimited or in trade or whatever. And they point to New Universe Justice Correct. and DP7. Right. The Troubleshooters are a New Universe team. So um, some of the troubleshooters in here are from the new universe troubleshooters. Some of them are just characters from night mask and DP seven. They've been kind of all consolidated into kind of a new universe dream team like that. I believe is night mask, um, or justice or night mask. Um, look, I, 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 I had, I literally don't know. Nothing know. About the new I looked universe. at this and I was like, I should, I know this character. Nope. Yeah. Nope. A lot nope, of them nope, are nope. familiar characters from the new universe. We may have encountered them when we were reading, uh, Hyperion, not Hyperion. Hyperion's not from the new universe. He's from the. We're in Starbrand. 
Uh, we may have encountered a couple of these characters, but definitely if you've read like DP7 or Cyforce or... Uh, no kickers? No, no kickers in here? I don't think any of the kickers are on there. But. Well, we need to petition. Well, never to mind some, then. We need to get to some kickers up in this, this Kickers piece. representation is very important. Anyway, uh, new universe stuff. Yeah, That's new universe cool. stuff is always exciting. It's crazy. I, I feel like it's this vast, untapped resource that we have that yeah. is so cool. Um, Venom Space Knight number 13, the final issue by Robbie Thompson, Gerardo Sandoval, and colorist Dono Sanchez Elmara. Uh, Venom has come back to Earth. He is dealing with Mania. That's her name, right? Um, yes. Let's. Yes. He's back on Earth trying to help Mania, who he left with a symbiote and a Hellmark. It turns out the Hellmark is much worse than the symbiote. He goes That's into what she cra- said. <laughs> he goes into crazy Venom battle mode, fighting uh, Mania and a bunch of demons that she's suffered su- summoned and suffered through summoning uh venom supporting cast comes to help him out they finally make it to earth uh big giant dragon dude helps out the i love big is, giant dragon dude the art is bonkers um venom gets some bone zone action yeah, for flash thompson uh he parts ways with all of the supporting oh. cast members because he's going to be sticking around on earth for a little while oh. dealing with mania he even dons his old uh agent venom costume That's for it cool. for a spell and uh, over here in the tongues are wagging letters page we've got robbie thompson making a pitch to do a tv show called small business venom and I, this is the pitch approved. right here approved uh, how do we do this we gotta we gotta get in touch with tv uh that's the final issue of venom space night but venom will return on november 23rd in the new venom series wow but i can't tell you who is venom <gasps> because it might not be flash thompson say what that's right it's a mystery Ooh. All right, well, we look forward to that. And we look forward to the end. Vision ugh, number 12. We knew it had to come. Written by Tom King. Gone from comics. Art by Gabriel Hernandez Walta. Still working. Colors by Jordi Belair. Working everywhere. Yep. Um, look, we've talked about this book a lot. Everyone's talked about this book. This is one of our favorites. Yeah, for sure. This is the end. This wraps it up. Um, and it, it does a really good job of... Mm-hmm. T- Giving you closure, giving you a way to like see where this went, why things happened. It really um, definitely tells you a lot about Virginia, the uh, the wife, the wife in the and story, mother. and like the path of events and how it happened, and how Vision sort of was around this. Because yeah. some of that you were like, "Come on, Viz, what are you doing, bro?" Yeah, uh, but it makes sense here, and it's tragic. Because why wouldn't it be? And it's so upsetting. Sad. Why wouldn't it be? But also, there's hope. I got teary both as a married person mm. and, as, oh my a, gosh, and yeah. as a dog owner. Oh, you know how I, I got, am with animals. I got I got hit in both those spots yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so there was, there was a lot going on in here. And I do not want to spoil it because I think it's definitely so something good. you should be reading. Read the letters page, too. Yeah, definitely read the letters page. Tom Jim goes out on a high now that he's never going to work in comics again. I know. Uh, it is beautiful. It is wonderful. And we are sad that it's over. Our world is a little bleaker without vision in it. Oh, my uh, God. Well, at we the ma- same time. It's more shiny because we won't have the try. Well, you know what? I like that Viv is going to be in Champions yes. or Sherry is in Champions. So we get that great characterization. Yep. We also got a little of the vision characterization there. So that's really cool. Yeah. All right. We read about 800 books. Uh, a lot of them are worthy to be twin of the week. Vision, of course. 
kind of rises to the top. Um, but I got to tell you, I'm kind of rooting between two right now. Uh, New Avengers and Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Wow. I love both of them. And I think just because I want to be different, I'm going to say Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur wow. is my twin of the week. Wow. Yeah. Did I ever play – did you ever see that video, the supercut of – Owen Wilson saying wow. I think I have. It's so good. So, oh, Amanda's seen it. Wow. She's gesturing wildly. Wow. That means she's seen something. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> anyway, um, I thought you were going to pick Vision. Nope. So I zigged. Zigged where you, where you thought I was going to zig. And Vision zag. is like right there. But so good. I'm putting, I'm putting dollars to donuts. My money is going to Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer's Supreme number excellent. one. Very excellent. I love it. But Vision is right up there. So collections funny. on sale this week, y'all black widow volume one shields, most wanted captain America white finally out there in a collected soft cover edition. That's for you, Adam Copeland, who has been asking for it for years. Um, <laughs> we should get a copy and just send we it should to send it to him. Not that, you know, he has plenty of money to yeah, buy it of his own. So volition. much money. Yeah. He's got that. What is that TV show? He was on uh, Haven Haven. Got that Haven money. He got that Haven money. That crazy. He just had a second kid though. Oh, so. Congratulations. Um, or he's go he's a, going to have a second kid. Future Regar- congratulations. Regar- regardless, he's he's he needs our help to uh <laughs> to get financial comics to yeah. him. Financial comics. Yeah. Ooh. Carnage Volume Two World Tour. Doctor Strange. What is it that disturbs you, Stephen? <laughs> With a rare question mark. In I a love trade title. that title. It's yeah. always been one of my favorites. What is it that disturbs you, Stephen? Uh, there's a great typo on this page. Yep, it's a fantastic typo. Yep. One of my favorite typos I've done in a long time. Yeah. Um, Hyperion Daddy Issues. Daddy. Uh, International Iron Man in a hardcover. Man-Thing by Steve Gerber, the Complete Collection, Volume 2. Star Wars Legends Epic Collection, the original Marvel Years, Volume 1. And my pick for name of the week, X-Men 92, Volume 1, The World is a Vampire. The World is a Vampire. Going straight over her head. You probably were, wasn't uh, alive. She has nothing. Probably not alive in 1992. Man, were you alive just... in 1992? No. Uh, no. <laughs> Vomiting all over. Uh, Digital comics on sale this week include the books that we talked about, plus A Year of Marvel's October Infinite Comic number one. I haven't had a chance to read that yet, but I've been catching up on those infinites, and they're so good. They're a lot of fun. Um, Also on sale on the Marvel app, we've got Amazing Fantasy 1 through 4, well, 1 through 6 from 2004. Captain Marvel 1 through 5 from 2008. What was that? That was was the the Secret Invasion? I think that was the first Kelly Sue DeConnick run, wasn't it? Or was that 2012? Yeah, that was 2008 would have to be the yeah the Secret, Secret Invasion, Invasion Brian, Reed. Brian Reed, yep, Ed McGinnis covers, yep. yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Daredevil 113 and 114, Doctor Strange 3 and 34 from 1974, uh, Doctor Strange Annual number one from 1976, Doctor Strange. What is it that disturbs you, Stephen? What is it that disturbs you, Stephen? What is it that disturbs you, Stephen? Um, that's from 1997. Yep. Giant size man thing. One through five. Greatest title ever in the history of ever. Good time. Uh, good times. Man thing. Nine through 18. Oh, poor man thing. Must feel so insignificant there next to no giant, longer giant size, man size thing. you know, it's well, just no, you like, got giant size man thing right there. And yeah. then man things just, they're feeling in, insignificant, just, you know, yeah. sized poor guy. Uh, Marvel premiere number 11 and spectacular Spider-Man one through 20 from 2003. Digital collections on sale this week, Black Widow Volume 2, Shields Most Wanted, Carnage Volume 2, World Tour, Champions, No Time for Losers, Deadpool, World's Greatest Volume Volume 4, Temporary Insanitation, Doctor Strange, What Is It That Disturbs You, Steven? What is it that disturbs you, Steven? 
Hyperion, Daddy Issues, International Iron Man, Man Thing by Steve Gerber, The Complete Collection, Volume 2, Star Wars Legends Epic Collection, The Original Marvel Years, Volume 1, X-Men 92, Volume 1, The World is a Vampire, Secret Invasion, Captain Marvel. So Boom, there you go. that was right. Spe- Spectacular Spider-Man, Volume 1, The Hunger, Spectacular Spider-Man, Volume 2, Countdown, Thing Classic, Volume 1, and Thing Classic, Volume 2. Yes. All right. And freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited, we have all new Wolverine number seven, Amazing Spider-Man number 11, Angela, Queen of Hell number seven, Assault on Pleasant Hill, Omega number one. I know. Astonishing Ant-Man number seven, Carnage number seven, Daredevil number six, Defenders from 1972, 39 through 41 and 47 through 50. So that's some deep cuts. Galactus, The Devourer, one through six. Six issue limited series that I actually read recently because John had the trade and I was curious. It's uh, basically about Galactus, like the death of Galactus. This is this John Byrne? Ex- no, not John no. Byrne. I forget who did it. I, I want to say J.M. Dematius wrote it. Wow. Um, but I'm not sure. That's dope. I'm not 100% on that. Um, all right. Well, that's cool. That's added to Unlimited. Gambit 1 through 4 from Just 1997. Cool. Nope. Yeah. Incredible Hulk 453. Uh, Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy number 7. Mighty Thor number 6. New Avengers number 10. Nova number 6. Obi-Wan and Anakin number 4. Power Man and Iron Fist number 3. Silk number 7. Spider-Man Deadpool number 4. Starbrand and Nightmask number 5. Totally Awesome Hulk number 5. Totally. And Uncanny Inhumans number 7. So plenty of cool stuff and lots of uh, stuff being added to Digital uh, Marvel Unlimited. Um, all right. From there, it's time for news. And now, from Marvel Headquarters, it's This Week in Marvel News. News. Here's Whoa. some comics news. <laughs> Here's some comics news coming at you. Uh, we talked about Resurrection a little bit last week. Uh, Resurrection. Resurrection with an X. Uh, these are the new books that are coming out from the X-Men in Hit spring us. of 2017. You got Iceman. You got Jean Grey. You got Cable. You got Weapon X. You got Generation X. You got X-Men Blue. You got X-Men Gold. Some of our current X-Men titles will be continuing, but we have not revealed which ones yet. Uh, we have not revealed creative teams or anything for any of this, but... Basically, this is our love letter to X-Men fans saying this is everything you have wanted to see in X-Men. It's back. It's big. It's huge. It's fun. I did an interview with editors Mark Panicia and Daniel Ketchum last week. They gave far more details. You can check that out on Marvel.com. And we will have more X-Men news coming for you guys very soon. Hawkeye, we interviewed Kelly S. Thompson. She talked about what she's got planned for Kate Bishop in her first ever solo series sam spratt great artist who did the um hip-hop variant on the renew your vows cover chris robinson pointed him our way uh he did a cover of a he took a nas cover and turned it into an amazing spider-man renew your vows cover it's very cool he showed us his process it was neat i rewatched uh pop star this weekend oh yeah you uh, love that movie because my wife hadn't seen it oh my wife and uh so nas is in it and it's just uh, he's just doing so it because I, I saw that movie. I don't remember. He's definitely it. in it. Okay, but it's, it's great. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Good movie. Uh, we said goodbye to Steve Dillon this week, who sadly passed away. I know you had a lot to say about that, Ryan. He was was he your favorite artist? He was. Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, aside from Jack Kirby, um, so that was uh, pretty devastating news to hear mm-hmm. uh, for someone who was beloved by his peers, Everybody. by um, the people here at Marvel, uh, by fans. I mean, I saw a lot of fans just saying how great he was and gracious at mm-hmm, conventions mm-hmm. and just his breadth of work is incredible too it's like you know 
cool sci-fi stuff. He did a ton of stuff for 2008 D way back when. He's done amazing stuff for Vertigo and DC. Um, his Hellblazer and Preacher runs are unparalleled. Mm-hmm. I mean, with, with Garth Ennis, of course. And then over here, just helping redefine Punisher. Yep. Just whole cloth with, with Garth over the years. Actually, multiple times. Not just with Garth, but like on Punisher Max. He worked with Jason Aaron. He was working on the current series with Becky Cloonan. Uh, he did a lot of stuff. It's kind of crazy. Um yeah, his uh, his loss is huge. Just and... gathering art for him, I was getting to see like his thunderbolts and his bullseye yeah. and all the oh, stuff his you bullseye. Kind of forget about his bullseye was great. like the the meanness he can mm-hmm. put in someone's face. So what he did with eyes and with yeah. just acting, like mm-hmm. facial ticks and different things. It's just it seems so simple because his line work is very very simple, very nice and very clean. But it's really it's all very purposeful. And it's yeah. Oh, he had a long run on Wolverine Origins. Yeah, too. Wolverine Origins. Yeah, all that about. stuff and you know, like with all the Doc and stuff, mm-hmm. Cyber and and Wolverine and yep. Winter Soldier and when Deadpool it, first got big. Yeah, again, it was, oh, he had was that, Steve Dillon doing that Deadpool. Arc. That there's this one Deadpool image that has been used over and over again. And yeah. it's like right. It's a it's a last page of one of the Wolverine Origins issues, mm-hmm. and it's yeah Good stuff. Steve Dillon will definitely be missed uh, yeah. personally and professionally. We wish our best, and I know that his family in lieu of flowers are instead collecting donations to the Hero Initiative. Yeah. So please give to the Hero Initiative in Steve Dillon's name. Um, games news, we've got an update on Spider-Man Unlimited. The symbiotes have taken over. Venom has arrived. Carnage has arrived. Mary Jane in a symbiote suit for the first time, which was... This was in the article they told us about this. It was basically... It was a variant cover yeah. that... I, I reviewed this on for a social post oh, a right. while ago, and yeah. I, was like, I was like, you guys can't make this up. And so I had to look it up, and I was like... Yeah. Oh, this is a it's thing just one we did. random it's variant so, cover from a few so years ago. So small. It's Spider-Man Limited is just crazy with the amount of content they have. Marvel Puzzle Quest uh, re- 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 released a new version of Blade. Uh, this is the the four star version of Blade. You can read all about him at Marvel.com. Yeah, uh, I started playing Contest of Champions again. I think I'm. I was just thinking that the other day. I got a trip coming up tomorrow. I think I'm gonna re-download Contest of Champions. And I, uh, I'll tell you. Super fun. Mm. I am in the middle of this uh, this quest or with like Ghost Rider and uh, Quake. That's Ghost super Rider fun. Ghost Rider just debuted. Yeah. And that, that's a lot of fun. I'm playing the verses and I'm seeing that I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we have an alliance. We're in an alliance. Oh, we are? The Tacos Alliance. Okay. But I, no one is active. A little neglected. I think I might like wipe Scorch it. Scorch the earth and so, start a new alliance. Yeah. If you guys play Contest of Champions, listeners out there, and you want to join an alliance, tweet me. And I don't know how you find someone on there. I forget how, but there's a way. There's a way. Uh, I'm Agent M. You know, I'm pretty easy to find. Self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, so find. You know, we can find you, and we'll kick some people out of the the alliance who haven't yeah. played in a long time. Like me. Yeah. I'll keep you in. <laughs> I'll, you're I'm gonna coming back. In. I'm going to come back, and then we'll we'll figure out how to do this. Yes. I don't know what we're doing. We're going to figure it out. It's an adventure. It's an experience. Yeah. Hey, let's go over to the West Coast to hear what Stromy and Christine have to say. Stay tuned for more This Week in Marvel, right after this important announcement from our sponsor. Hello, 
Loot Crate has assembled the Marvel gear and goods crate for the ultimate Marvel fan. This crate will feature official Marvel items like collectible home goods, apparel, and more every other month. Our first theme is Mystics, featuring Marvel's greatest mages, sorcerers, and other magic wielders like Doctor Strange, the Scarlet Witch, and Iron Fist. You have until November 1st at 9pm to get the Mystics crate and when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Sign up today at LootCrate.com Marvel. Go to LootCrate.com MarvelPod and use promo code MarvelPod to save $3 off your Marvel gears and goods subscription today. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Yeah. Hello, this week in Marvelites, this is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... Assistant editor Christine Dinn. And we are Stromstein, and you are joining us on our Steel Wheels tour. We are coming to you from Der Bus. Der Bus. My German accent's getting a little Transylvanian, I feel, I feel like, like. you're just traveling with your accent. I just travel. I do accent. I do good <laughs> accent. I think that's the closest I've ever done to a Russian. Um, uh, what do we got to talk about? Well, Marvel's uh, Doctor Strange. Marvel's Doctor Strange. What what we got? I don't know. You know what's going on we with We had Marvel's an LA Doctor premiere Strange. last we week. Yeah. Last Thursday, if you want to see any photos and clips from the whole experience, it's on Marvel.com. Marvel.com slash Doctor Strange premiere. That's Doctor spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R. Uh, and you can also rewatch the live stream on there. I'm, I'm very proud of the live stream uh, that we put together. Sometimes, you know, these are, well, you never know. You I can mean, see you in the back of a lot of them. There's, there's so many, there are so many... Uh, variables in these premieres every time we've done 11 of these live streams now and um you know some of them turn out better than others just because of the things that are outside of your control but the stars really aligned on this one no no pun intended uh, <laughs> we all survived the heat wave that happened just we all day. survived the fact that it was 95 degrees <laughs> in october yeah that day because why not <laughs> Um, and, uh, uh, it turned out really, really well. So I'd say, I'd say go check it out. It was a rollicking good time. Uh, of course, Dr. Strange will be in theaters in, oh, wow. Next week. A week. Next week, November, uh, November 4th. Um, so you can get your tickets now, go over Fandango. Uh, we've got some, well, got, we've got some content posting this week, yeah, I believe, right? Um, you guys can see the Lego Eyes, the Lego Eyes Doctor Strange poster. Yes. On Marvel.com. I, I think, I don't know, I, th- I feel like everything else is too up in the air. We're recording this very early in the week. Yeah. Because I will be out of the office for essentially the entire week. Um, Over in the world of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., of course, we have an all-new episode this week, or we had one, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we It's our big prison, ba- prison break episode. Yeah, and Daisy joins back with Shield for like a hot second. Well, she yeah, she uh yeah, there is there's kind of a reunion going on there. Um and uh for this week in Marvel's Agents of Shield, we chatted with the writers of the episode, uh Nora and Lilla Zuckerman, uh a sister writing duo. Uh sis- sister that yeah, sisterly <laughs> writing duo. They're sisters. Uh I don't, I don't know how I phrased that. Uh, but anyway, they gave us history sort of 
on their own writing careers, on how the script for this week's episode came together. It was a great interview. Check it out. And, uh, oh, I should also mention that last week we launched the second episode of Forging Marvel's Shield on the stunts. We will have another episode coming up next week, focusing on Ghost Jar's costume. Um, and next week's episode, next week's episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a big one. Um, oh, yeah. It is, uh, all I'll say is that, you know, there have been a lot of mysteries surrounding Ghost Rider since he first appeared on the show, and next week some of those uh, mysteries and maybe just how he gained his powers, some of that stuff maybe might be starting to peel back that onion see what's going on there. Uh, it's a really big episode. You guys won't want to miss it. Uh, written by Jeffrey Bell, one of our showrunners and executive producers. Directed by Billy Gearhart, who also did a phenomenal job on the season premiere this year. Um, check it out next Tuesday, uh, 10, 9 central on ABC. And I'm sure while I'm out, Christine will be posting some clips from next week's episode at some point. Um, and that's, that's really all I can say. You guys definitely yeah. won't want to miss this one. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about next week for, um, uh, from that episode. Um, what's going on over in the world of animation, Christine? A new animated series nope, this week? we are off for two weeks. Oh, all right. Well, that makes your job easier. <laughs> yeah, um, more details will eventually come out about... Marvel Spider-Man that we announced at New York Comic Con. Uh, yes, yes, that is true. That is true. Um, that'll be a while though, won't it? Before we get more details on that, uh, I feel like possibly casting. I, I feel I feel like you're just randomly uh, inserting that because you've been working on the show. They haven't given me dates or timelines, so. and and you're just like oh, behind the scenes we're working on the show. Um, <laughs> well, I know there's casting news trickling. Some some point, some point. All right, fair enough. Um, Um, I will have a new Your Man at Marvel. We I talked to um, the games team about the Halloween and Doctor Strange events happening across all their different games. Good old Bill Roseman. Yeah, Uh, so it's exciting. It kicks off. It kicked off on Monday. Great. So you all can participate. And uh, all right, keep an eye out for that. Other than that, uh. In the um, Netflix world. In the Netflix, do we have new? Oh, uh, we will have news for the Netflix, or we we are posting tomorrow news in the Netflix world. Thank you for reminding me, Christine. Uh, we will be announcing, or we will have announced at this point, um, a bunch of more supporting characters from the series. I can't tell you the names or their <laughs> character names because they actually haven't been given to me yet. I just know it's coming. Yeah. Um, so apologies. If you want to learn more, go to marvel.com. Check it out. Uh, it'll probably be prominent on our TV landing, marvel.com slash TV. And then you will be able to uh, learn all the info that um, that I can't tell you because it has not been provided to me <laughs> yet. <laughs> um, well, we also have Marvel's Daredevil Season 1 coming on Blu-ray and DVD Tuesday, November 8th. Um, it's exciting because, you know, it's Netflix. Blu-rays and DVDs don't really happen on that service, but for fans who want to own... What do you mean? They still rent Blu-rays and DVDs on that uh, service. 
People forget that. You can still I rent Blu-rays and DVDs on Netflix. Hmm, I haven't used that in years. I no, no, not, not many people have, but you can still do <laughs> oh, it. Okay, well, if, you know, you want to have it in your house, you know, own it, uh, yeah, Marvel's Daredevil Season 1 on Blu-ray and DVD, Tuesday, November 8th. Great. Um... I, yeah, I guess that's really all we got to talk about this week. Or there, there will probably have been more news that comes up <laughs> on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday in that's between we when we're posting this and when or when we're recording this and when we're posting this because that's the world that we live in. But uh, that's all we know for sure right now. So that's it, kids. Um, See you next time. Yep. This week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club! Alright. Twim URC time. Twim URC time, y'all. Um whose pick was this? Yours? I don't remember. Yeah. Let's say uh, it's mine. This is Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, Triumph and Torment. I mean, we're basically looking for another cool Doctor Strange story that was not Doctor Strange the Oath. Um, that that we had experience with. Yeah, because there, there are plenty. others, but like... There are a lot of great ones, but we know this book. Yeah, especially because we put out a lot of Doctor Strange trades of late, and mm-hmm. it's all stuff I've never looked at and mm-hmm. read. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this? This, yeah. is, this is awesome stuff. Like, there's some really cool stuff with, like, old Shumagarath things, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is dope, but I hadn't read it before, so... I mean, the original, like, I, I, one of the things I really want to go back and read at some point, and I know it's collected in, like, Marvel Masterworks and stuff like that, is the original Lee... Ditko, Doctor mm. Strange. I want to see where Eternity and Dormammu and all of those things came from. But this is a very cool Doctor Strange story. It's also probably my favorite Doctor Doom story. It's it's a hundred percent up there. Yeah, it's up there with the so Brubaker, like Books of Doom, Books of Doom, and uh, the Fantastic Four one. And also Secret Wars. Yeah, and Secret like Wars. all the Hickman Doom stuff. Yeah. Now I was thinking the Mark Wade, uh, Mike Waringo. Uh, oh yeah, Four. yeah. Um, on. Unthinkable? Unthinkable. Unthinkable. Yeah, that's yeah. we we did that as a twin yeah, yeah. early on. Um but yeah, this is another one of those books that like cements how amazing Doctor Doom is as a mm-hmm. character. But it was a really skillful so this was originally an OGN yep. uh published gosh um well maybe it wasn't an OGN. Yeah, it, no, was. it was an OGN. It was because I'm looking at the trade right now, which has but the a way, bunch of extra stuff. I don't know it. if this is what you're going to say, but the way it's laid out, it's essentially almost like a five issue miniseries because there's five like mini stories within the larger story that all connect together. So this could very easily have been a limited series. Yeah. So this was 19, it may have been conceived as one. Nineteen the the um, Mignola's um, like uh, signature mm-hmm. is 1988. So this came out in 88 or 89, right? Somewhere in there. Um, so it's drawn, uh, written by Roger Stern, art by, uh, Mike Mignola, mm-hmm. um, inks by Mark Badger and colors by Mark Badger. Yeah. So, um, great. Also Mike Mignola, one of my favorite artists. Incredible. Just incredible. Um, and this is him like pre-Hellboy? Way pre-Hellboy. Like, is he like four years, three years Pre-Hellboy, yeah, right, I think. A few years pre-Hellboy. Yeah, somewhere in there, yeah. I think. Maybe I could be wrong. But anyway, it's pre-Hellboy, um, and he's just doing it. It's just so cool. Roger Stern, amazing, having done Spider-Man and Cap and Roger all kinds Stern, of stuff. Roger Stern had written a lot of Doctor Strange, so he had a really good feel for the character and yeah. really uh, captures him here as like a cool adventure focus. What I like about Doc Strange in this book is that it's his 
intelligence and not it, it, it really is the full flip of and we get to see him as he used to be but it's really the character who has learned and is not overrun by his arrogance and you know just the the thinking man's he has been humbled by the iron sheik yes yeah. he's been humbled by the iron sheik in this issue yeah um so you get you get Doctor Doom's origin, you get Doctor Strange's origin in various parts of the story, which I think is super cool because mm-hmm. it's a great interpretation. One of the interesting things here is the Doctor Doom origin is full and complete, really goes to his past and informs a lot of what we know about Doom today. But also, you don't, there's no Fantastic Four yeah. in it. There's, it's very Doom-focused. Yeah, it makes you see that he stands he stands alone as a character yes. without the Fantastic Four. He's yes. a great villain just on his own. That's why you can be... A great character in a Doctor Strange story. He can pick up and be a great character in an Avengers story. Yeah. He's just a great character. Uh, we get Doctor Do- Doctor Strange's origin, and it's cool to look at this and how like it reflects to what we see in the film, mm-hmm. uh, which you guys will see real soon. Um, so there's neat things there. But also, it, it's cool pastiche of what the magic world was and yeah. like introducing some characters and sort of – these contemporaries. Yeah, Cern- Cern- Mignola basically introduced a whole universe of magic characters on a couple pages because they basically they all come together to have a contest yeah. to see who's worthy of being Sorcerer Supreme. I like how they're all in awe of Doctor Strange. They're like, oh, that guy. They're like, oh, man, I've heard so much about you. And then when Doctor Doom shows up, they're all like, Doom, yeah. what's he doing here? Uh, also super cool, we get to see the Vashanti. Yes. Which is not something. Rare appearance. That, yeah, you hear about them and they're invoked. It's the Vashanti is the triumvirate of uh, Ashtar, Hogoth. And Agamotto. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, obviously, you know, there's I a lot of Agamotto. spells about re- yeah. referencing them and pulling from their power. But here we get to see them in a, in a way you just do not. Visually represented. Which is awesome. It's, it's cool. super cool. Um, and there's a, this contest. you got the aged Genghis. Who's aged this, Genghis is an awesome character. Who is not the Ancient One. No. But is Ancient One adjacent? He's basically the Ancient One if the Ancient One went a little batty in his later years yeah like he had a few more years and he got a got a bit senile and also wasn't tasked with being like the ancient the, one the end all be all protector mm-hmm. magic lord dude mm-hmm. um so we've got that but it really like there's this big contest uh and that alone could have been see this is what i'm talking about yeah. when i say there's stories within the story just the contest story on its own would have stood out as a great story yeah but that's just like set up for what strange and doom are doing Totally. There's a bunch of nudity in this. So much straight nudity. up. Yep. Doctor Doom sleeps naked. We yep. find out. Uh, Doctor Strange sleeps I sus- naked. I suspected I as much. Strange sleeps yeah, naked. I suspected as much. Uh, Doctor Doom's mom. Totally. You get to see some buttocks in, in here. Yeah. Uh, there, one of the sorcerers is wearing like this sorcery like thong. thong. Yeah, yeah. So and jacket. Get ready. Thong jacket combo. You know, just be careful if you're reading this on a train or something. Yep. You're gonna see some butts. Don't don't. Uh... Don't show it to your kids. Well, whatever. You know what? Show it to your kids. Go yeah. nuts. This is how they should learn about this stuff. Yeah. Through, through a, magic. Yeah. Through sorcery. A, through a 20, 30-year-old <laughs> Roger Stern, Mike Mignola story. That's how they want to discover sexuality. But really, the the, the, the drive of this book is that uh, doc, like a bunch of sorcerers are brought in to uh, do a contest to figure out who would be the Sorcerer Supreme, who deserves this title mm-hmm. it's something that happens once every 100 years age Genghis sort of r- runs it yeah. uh, for the vishanti and you know doctor strange wins and in winning spoilers i know in winning he has to grant a boon to the anyone who survives right this who, who makes the runner up 
unscathed. Yeah, which um, Doom managed to do. Doom is the only one out of all these other sorcerers who does it. Doom's like, all right, great. You're going to help me get my mom back. She's in hell because she sold her soul to the devil. For good reasons, though. Totally. You find out all this stuff um, goes down. And so then there's this great story of Doom and Strange in hell battling Mephisto, Mephisto and his forces. Oh, man. And Magnolia hits all the like classic Mephisto poses. Uh. He shows, like, Mephisto in all his glory. He has him on the chair like he originally appeared when John Buscema drew him. It's great stuff. Yeah, and you've got giant Mephisto. You've got all cool, evil, and twisted, and angry, and malevolent, and mean, and scary. It's just great use of uh, of deep blacks and shadows and, mm-hmm. and bright colors, and, uh, you know, crisscrossing. It's, it's wonderful. It's crazy. There's this big battle, um, and you really get to see, like, how awesome Doom is. Like, yep. the, it's a great Doctor Strange story, but it's a fantastic Doctor Doom story. It shows you that if Doctor Doom wanted to be, and actually this is kind of timely because what we're exploring now in Infamous Iron Man, if Doctor Doom wants to be a hero, he'd probably be the best hero 100%. of them all. Like, he, it, yeah, whatever he wants to do, he's good at. He's going to be great. He yeah. wants to rule Re- Latveria and give his people a good life. So he does. He does. Boom. But, but here, with him show, serving as kind of a heroic lead with Doctor Strange, wanting to get his mother's soul back, having this purity of vision, it's really a different look at the character. It's yeah. really it's really neat. Also, he has the biggest, dopest belt buckle. Such a big dope He's belt just buckle. like, look at this right here. Represent. Yeah. Let's get This Week in Marvel belt buckles made as Ooh, well. Like yeah. giant ones. Amanda, what was Amanda, the phrase? Um, friendship, friendship is dope. dope. Friendship is dope. Friendship is dope. Look, if you would buy a Friendship is Dope belt buckle or t-shirt, let us know. Yeah, you're a friend. Yeah, use the hashtag This Week in Marvel or email us at twimpodcast.marvel.com. Yep. Let us know. We want to know because we can bank some sales. I can get people to make this stuff. Yep. Um, the collection that we have has, I mean, awesome more Mignola stuff. It, it basically pulls in. a swimsuit special page. <laughs> it, what? It it's a swimsuit special. Turn back. You missed it. I did? Yeah. Oh. I love me some swimsuit specials. There it is. Oh, yeah. Namor and his little uh, little business yeah, right Namor, there. Namor, that's Doctor Strange, isn't it? That looks like Namor oh, with the I trident. Thought, and... Oh, so that's Namor in his normal costume. I thought that was Doctor Strange in a swimsuit. That's why I thought this was the swimsuit page. No, this is actually from... Uh, nope, makes sense. Uh, this is just a pinup, a Mike Mignola pinup, which does... He looks mm. like he's wearing Strange's cape, yeah. the Cloak of Levitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway... Easy mistake to make. We get lots of cool Mike Mignola... So we get a, a Namor story by Mike Mignola. We get multiple Namor right. stories... It's basically, okay, cool, you like this, here's more Doctor Doom, here's more Doctor Strange, here's more Mike Mignola. Okay. That's what's in the collection, That's which cool. makes it one of the best collections ever. Um, it's pretty great. Good uh, stuff, man. Yeah, I have, it was a couple years since I read this, yeah, I still I think it is fantastic. Either. Very good stuff. I read it all in one sitting. I was totally engrossed. It yeah. was great. Let's hear what you guys had to say. DJ Fanko, I love Mike Mignola's art. It was very fitting for the occult supernatural vibe of the story. Roger Stern's characterization of both doctors seems solid, though Doom's demeanor during the meetup was surprising. It just shows you that when Doom is not in full-on, like, trying to conquer the world Doom mode, he's a very different character, like but I just said. the best part is, um, Age Genghis is like, oh, so you're, you're kind of, you're not such a, a dickhead anymore. Yeah. And uh, Doom is like, I have respect for people uh, who... You know, if the situation determines it, yep. even if they don't, and he basically crotch chops at him, he's like, yep. what's up? Right there, man. You get respect, but I don't yeah. believe you'd get respect. 
Uh, I love how Doom literally threw down the gauntlets to a challenger. He takes off his gloves and yes. said, I do not need my armor. Yes. You so and much he still do. survives. Shame the story wasn't called Doom and Strange's Bogus <gasps> Journey, but that would betray much of the drama. That is fantastic. <laughs> that would have been pretty awesome. Uh, Penelope Cat says, new Twimmy RC selection is a personal favorite. The Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom graphic novel by Roger Stern and Mike Mignola. Excited to reread it. And he says, the scenes of Doom's mother are classic gothic horror, like a Hammer horror movie. Totally. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If there was a place for Christopher Lee to show up and, mm. and you know, portent ill, mm-hmm. it would be great. Topher Polak says, this is my first Twimmy RC. Thanks, Penelope Cat. The Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom graphic novel by Roger Stern and Mike Mignola. Topher, let us know what you thought. Yeah, we want to get your thoughts on this. And Excited then- to read it. A few from Ref Gemlin, which are still talking about uh, Ghost Rider. Wow. Still <laughs> talking about Ghost Rider. So that's what we got this week. Uh, we always want to get more comments from you guys. And the next one we are going to be doing is actually going to be Christine and Strami in two weeks are going to be doing Astonishing X-Men Gifted, which somehow we have never done before. Feels which crazy. seems seems odd. That's Joss Whedon and John, uh, Cassidy. John Cassidy from... 2004. 2004. Yep. Back in our wizard mm-hmm. days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I actually, I was pre-wizard for me. Yeah. I was, that was, was my first, you know, within my first year and change. Yeah. Crazy. So get ready for that, guys. And, and get gals. ready for another new episode of This Week in Marvel next week and every week. I'm not going to be here. You're not. So you can. Ricky's not here, so I can't pull on Ricky to, you, to come be my second. You can always get Amanda to step in again. Sure. You could we'll ask, see. You could ask Lorraine. She's done it a few times. Ask Lorraine. Or you could get a new Ooh. undiscovered person. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. We'll see. A lot of possibilities. Totes. Turn in, tune in just to hear who's hosting. Yeah. Uh, with that, have a good week. Mm. This is your Marvel. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs>